0: Welcome to the 200% Life Podcast, your weekly insights to spiritual growth and business success with Adam Hergenrother and Hallie Warner.
1: So I was curious, what is going on with the whole bear situation? I mean I'm
0: I'm alive, so the bear did not get me. That's true. It is. did. But what did Bill say about it? Because I know you you mentioned that you... I
1: did share it with him, but he just thought it was, um, you know, he did... That's you know he's in, we've been lived in Vermont for a long time yeah. and he too is like that's just like unheard of there's yeah. so, you know so many bears and coming that close he just thought yeah. it was crazy yeah it is it, I, it's not common
0: No, it's it's not especially like apparently these resort towns like Stowe is a resort uh, town mm-hmm. because they're getting so used to eating the food, and there's so many yeah. people now that are also, like, Stowe used to be a skiing town. This is, side note, a ski, really a skiing town. Now it's becoming a mountain bike town. It's actually, there's more mountain biking. I still love skiing more, but there's still mountain biking, uh, the amount of people mountain biking in the woods now, so, like, they're getting more and more used to people that are out there for all those different things. But this morning, it's funny, because you sent me an email last night, you're like, well, we're going to do it in kind of preparing for this podcast, and you're like, I want to update on the bear, and i was like, oh, we haven't seen the bear for, like, three or four days, and this morning, I was... I was mountain biking, at you know, like 6.30, and I'm about to climb this really steep part of the this hill, and it goes on, it's like a minute climb of, like, kind of, like, all out, and it's really gravelly and hard to get up to kind of get to the single track. And I go to m- turn up it, and 10 yards in front of me, this big black bear standing there staring at me, it obviously saw me coming, and I kind of turned the corner, and it was up there, and I was like... And so I had to turn around because it was like, it's it's so much higher than me. And I was like, there's no room to go like next to it. So I was like, I just can't go like that close to it. I was like, what's this thing? And so I turned around and then it kind of just sat there for a second, kind of walked. And then I started yelling at it, try to get it to move. And then I was like standing up on my bike to try to make it look bigger. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. For it. So I started biking and I got within like another eight yards of it probably. And it just kind of jumped off onto the side and I just rode bye right bye. I, I do, yeah. honestly. I don't even think they want to bother anybody. I think they're just like like now, and you don't know, say heard that. Of any
1: atta- like, human it's very rare. Attacks, um, yeah.
0: The the game warden we when I spoke with them said that majority of the human attacks over the last like thirty years in Vermont have been dog related. So it happens. Oh, is the yeah. dog chases them up a tree, and then they chase the dog. The dog runs back to the owner, and that's when they start having some level like of interact, engagement. Yeah. yeah, for what it is. But so that's this is bear situation. We'll continue to keep everybody updated on that. Uh, they're also <laughs> very active this time of year. Coming yeah. into September, you know they eat twenty to twenty-four hours a day right now.
1: Um, I did not know that, but that makes sense. They yeah, do, yeah. yeah. So
0: they're just they're moving Getting so ready much. For that's why you just people, yeah, trying yep. to find anything that they can. Yeah. And in Vermont, over the last couple of days, like it's funny because it turned August first, but like it, it was like forty-six degrees out this morning, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Is fall here? Is like, is it going to snow in the? It was like thirty-nine in the mountains. Yeah. So, but like, during it,
1: the day it gets oh, oh it's it almost seventy.
0: It was. It's still. It was but it, and, you know, in September, in October. Uh, it'll be 95 degrees again. I mean, it mm-hmm. always happens. People are like, oh my God, it's fall all of a sudden. I'm like, no, it was, it's, no, it's just, just a couple just of days. A, exactly. Right. It's there. Um, I did po- I did, uh, uh, read this really interesting article though about the, I know I shared it with you. It's funny if the listeners missed it. I don't know how it's not a bigger Deal. Yeah. I know the deal is not the right word. I, just, I don't Doesn't get people. enough media attention. Yeah, but I guess it's we'll, we'll put it in the show notes yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah. There is a microscopic worm that they found in the permafrost. Um, that, do you remember?
1: Do you know where? Where's I the permafrost? I want to
0: say Antarctica, just okay. because that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's accurate. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, they found it. Uh, obviously, somebody that's someplace has got to be cold, and it's been. It was basically in permafrost, so it froze like that for forty six thousand years. And the wild thing is, they revived it and they brought it to a laboratory and started making babies again. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, it's literally Jurassic Park. Didn't Jurassic Park start it, like that? It started where they found like, like, like an, the egg or yeah, something like an along encapsulated, lines? like yes. bug. It was like yeah. a little,
1: wasn't like an in, like a tiny little whatever it was. That yeah, was encapsulated they encapsulated yes. something, and but it must have been from the Jurassic era. Yeah, and it froze. That was. I mean, it's the same. It's the same, yeah. I and mean,
0: that was sixty million years ago. But yeah, like. Right. This was forty six thousand years ago and they've revived it and it s- came alive. It started again. Like, and, like reproducing. Yeah, it. which is just wild. So there's hope for everybody. It's a worm. <laughs> yeah, they just said it as a microscopic worm. So um, oh, weird. Yeah, we can link it to the show notes. It's just it's, just, it's fascinating that there's yeah. you know, especially from a you know, I I it's fascinating from a human like experience, like the body standpoint, but also I'm fascinated from like the consciousness standpoint of this. Like, I, my first thing that went through my mind is like, was consciousness, was it conscious the whole time? Was it conscious that it was aware that it was in, that it was in, like, right?
1: Like, yeah, but do microscopic worms have consciousness?
0: Well, anything that's living has consciousness in it. Anything does. I mean, it has, like, if you look at a tree, the refined feelings of a tree, you can see. It sounds odd but like you can see the life force in the tree like you can you can, you can, can see it you can is feel that, it is, it's a form of consciousness consciousness is everything is nature it's like, yeah it's nature it's everything okay. so there's there's that's what it's if you're looking to a dog like there's something there's a, it just moves more than a plant does so there's like there's a there's something in there and that's what we would call consciousness of what it is that oh, like lights a, it up like a soul yeah well you are the soul it's not like a soul like like it's consciousness is soul, soul. Yes. yeah
1: okay I don't know why I needed you yeah. to make that connection for me. Yeah, but it's yeah, I look at my dog and I think, of course my dog has a soul. Yeah, well the a tree. And same
0: thing for any animal. Yeah. That would that would be the same thing for a tree. A tree like yeah. the, I remember the first time, uh, this was probably ten years ago. So I walked outside in the middle of winter time and actually Dr. Smith tells a story a lot. My one of my mentors for TM, because it was very fat. It was the one of the first refinements of my life. I remember looking outside and I was in Colchester up in um uh, at our house and I walked outside and it was like probably it was snowing, so it had been like 20s or whatever it was and it was like I was in like my jammies or something and so like but this tree caught me in it like I looked at the tree like I'd never seen a tree before mm. like I know like they saw like just tree in the, the Buddhist is like a common theme because you can walk by a tree and see it in a way that you see it every time for 15 years and all of a sudden you walk out there and you see and they said I see just the tree I see just the tree and everyone's like I see just the tree too right but they're like no I actually see the tree and that's how it felt for me like you could feel the life force in it like you could you, obviously you couldn't see it like you can physically, but you could see that there was life force in it, and well, so it was I've really fascinating. Well,
1: the well, even if you watch any nature documentaries, honestly. Um, but I also read the book recently. I think it's called The Secret Life of Trees, or it's really good, or whatever. It? There's a podcast on that. Yes, there is. But then I, I read the whole book, and I mean, it would just listen, like just listening to that book. You're like, oh well, the trees they talk to each other. They, they do. They, they connect, communicate through they fungi. They communicate. They help raise the younger. Mm-hmm trees and you know it's just it's it's fascinating and if they
0: get caught and and i think one of the cool things about it was the trees were self-preserving for the greater good do you remember this where like if they caught like some disease that was like incurable for the tree essentially yeah. they started actually taking all of their nutrients and giving it to the younger to other, trees yes, and other trees. trees to support them
1: yes Yep. Just because
0: it knew it wasn't going to die right then, but over time it was, it knew it wasn't going to last. So it's like moving everything over to the younger trees.
1: Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's kind of wild.
1: Very cool. Probably not all that
0: different from actually some like humans when you get towards your death, I guess, like you start transitioning assets over, right? <laughs> like
1: I mean, yeah, I guess. Or even like that's when people start writing their memoirs, memoirs and, and writing need in,
0: lessons, yes, books, all sure. that. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, um, you know, the, uh, what's the first book by Mitch album there? Uh,
1: Tuesdays that one. Tuesdays with Morrie. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, right. I mean, you just you, yeah. I guess that wasn't him dying necessarily, but it was. No, it's the, similar situation. You wrote yeah. it for him, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Well, it uh kind of goes along with what we were going to talk about today, which is that life is simple. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's right. Life is simple. You know, I mean, it, what does that what does that mean to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I wrote that to our to our group and to some some um, listeners you know life is is very is very simple it's it's not complicated we make it very complicated the reality is is life is not challenging when you get out of its way we when we get in the way of life everything becomes difficult and we suffer the minute we we try to inject ourselves into making life be the way we want it to be you'll always suffer in your life and this is like with the and, and you know people use this concept and just explain it a little bit differently like you know life's a dance and dance with it it's it's true but most people want to dance the dance that they want and that's what we're basically are told from the beginning is if you go get what you want from life right if you go get what you want then you will you'll be successful and that word successful is financial. You'll have a, you know, a mate, if you will, or a partner. You'll have, you know, success will look up and, and show up and you'll have a wonderful inner experience. But the reality is, is what happens is that when, you, when you get levels of, or things that you wanted in your life that were once luxury items or you go out there and you're, you're striving for something in life, the minute you get it, whether that's money, fame, power, whatever it is, it's the same tape that's still playing in your head. And you realize, wow, I have these things, but I still have the same tape playing in my head again which is the voice, which is the emotions, and it's still showing up, and you're going, I'm not any happier from this, right? I'm not any, sure, I got this thing, and that, I guess, turned me on for a little bit. That is us making life very difficult. The minute, minute we're fine with experiencing life, right, the minute we're fine with just experiencing what life feels, every scene has a different vibrational feel, we actually get out of the way, and you're actually truly dancing with life. So it's, it's very simple, but we make it very complicated. And the reason why we complicate it is because there's a self-concept or an ego, right? That is there telling us, telling you the consciousness of what it wants and you go out and get it for it. It's literally like a two-year-old toddler, you know, or toddler yelling all the time and you, and it's saying, give me what I want. And you're giving it to him all the time. And you just, you're spoiling your self-concept or ego constantly, and then that's what that's when it also that's when life gets very difficult because now we have to take all of our energy and go out there and make scenes, people, places, situations, work so that our energy feels good. And that's what we end up doing. That's why it's that's why people have no energy left over for things. This is why people struggle with decisions, why people struggle with anything. This is why and then they have intense preferences things in preferences get we'll move on a second but preferences get caught up because it's not about not having preferences it's about it's it's not about whether you do or don't have preferences it's about removing the reason why you have preferences in the first place if you remove the reason you have preferences in the first place there is no you don't have to work at the preference level right now when people hear preference or they because this is a common question we get from people is that um just yet last week somebody asked about preferences on a phone call and i was trying to explain to him that it If you go work at the level of trying not to have a preference, that's a preference. So the goal is to get rid of the reason why you need preferences, why preferences are showing up in the first place. As an example, if every every day you have a stomach ache and you're like, where's the Pepto-Bismol? And you go every day and you're like searching for Pepto-Bismol to make sure you take care of your stomach ache. Well, if you stop eating the food that's making you sick, so you don't have to get Pepto-Bismol anymore, the Pepto-Bismol is irrelevant. People are so focused on the, what color Pepto-Bismol they can get to make themselves feel better from the sickness instead of actually stop eating, real, stopping to realize the food you're eating is causing you to get sick, where if you just stop eating the food, you don't have to take Pepto-Bismol.
1: I get the analogy, but I don't quite understand how that relates to preferences. So how do you get rid of, so the preferences is the, the medicine essentially, like, or the solution to the preferences like the medicine, but what's the root cause of a preference or how do you not have a preference at all?
0: Well, the the or reason, the, yeah,
1: even the deeper layer than yeah. from that.
0: The the reason why people have preferences at all is because they're not okay. So therefore, got it. Okay, you because when I say not okay, it just means that you're suffering at some level inside. You're compared to you're not feeling total well-being or a state of ecstasy or joy that's that's fulfilling within inside you. So you're not okay. So then the reason why you're not okay, then what you do so is just so clear. You just you go well. I'm not feeling totally fulfilled inside right that's what you you don't say it that way but that's what happens right you're feeling a lack of energy you could be frustrated you could be irritated you could be feeling insecure you could be feeling vulnerable whatever it is that you're feeling so you're going I'm not okay so then you go then you then then you go to the mind and the mind then directs you to go do something so now a preference is born because in order for you to feel or get or get that feeling back that you're looking for get rid of the lack, You've, we've trained people to go get what they want out of life, which is the preference. So if I go get what I want or avoid what I don't want, then I will feel better. So then everyone wakes up the first moment of what we would call like human consciousness, which is like, you actually can, you know, you're, you actually can comprehend what's going on because you're always conscious, even like in dreams. But like when you're actually awake at that level, um, I just mean like, you know, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You're right? not sleeping. Yeah. You're not sleeping basically <laughs> that level of consciousness, yeah. what we call human consciousness, The minute you do that, the the first thoughts that start going on in your head are, how do I get what I want? That's a preference. I want the weather to be a certain way. You don't say it like this, but if you just pay attention, you'll see every single single word that comes out of the, that you're listening to in there is a preference for how something should be.
1: So, if life is simple, how do we, like, keep it simple? Like, if it already is simple, how do we...
0: Well, it would not be complicated. Yeah, it would be very simple if people just allowed the events of life to unfold, but we don't. Right. It's not hard. Is it? Is it hard at all for a dog just to allow the events to unfold? No, it, Not at all. That's what I mean. It's very simple for a dog. That's well, they, kind
1: of my dog is very stubborn. But.
0: Well, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for the most part though, like <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just for any animal really. Right. Yeah. If you just watch it. And so the difference is they just allowing life to do. If it's cold, it's cold. They deal with the cold. Right. If it's warm, it's warm. They deal with the warm. They're not complaining about it, right? And those are just two examples. So life is very simple. The minute you're willing to experience life, the challenge though is that most of us wake up and go, I want to experience what I want to experience. I don't want to experience what life is actually doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, for me, it just kind of goes back to some of like the free will conversations that we had previously where you're like, okay, well, life, so I just let life unfold and just let life do its thing and I have no control over anything and I have no free will, which maybe we don't, which we talked about. And then to me, it always goes back to that. Like then what's not, what's the point? Cause I get it. Like you want to just nihilism, experience, yeah, right. the nihilism, but yeah. you just want to like, I guess you just ex- experience whatever's in front of you and make decisions based on that rather than trying to like force things all the time. Yeah. Well, two things. things happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, for two things is that the, what was the first point you made there? No control. Yeah. The um the reality is is the cause of everything that's on un- actually the, the moment that you're in right now is the cause of all the moments before that have happened. Right. So that's okay. so it's really not you are doing it. The the amount that you're actually interacting in, in that's a better word. Yep. Thank you. The mount the amount that you're actually influencing any moment that's in front of you is statistically insignificant i
1: know but we think it is that's what, that's, what 95% that's what i mean yeah. so like
0: the fact that you happen to step out and you know trip on that particular rock and then fall and there was another rock that hit your knee that caused you to break your knee i mean the the amount of events that have had to occur for those things to line up are so far outside of our control so that's what i mean like it's every in everything i mean michael singer does this in this book right and i've heard uh Uh, Tony Robbins actually say this uh, at length. He told this funny story, but he uses the one where uh, he used Michael's story about how, if the dinosaur hadn't stepped in this one particular spot, there wouldn't have been a, a pool there than if it hadn't rained and hadn't rained there. And your great, great, great grandmother hadn't walked out of that bar. And if the great, great, great grandfather hadn't uh, had one more drink and then stepped back and if it hadn't been raining and the dinosaur said like you aren't here, right? Like, so it's like you go back to every experience has ever happened is the, is the result of every experience that's ever happened. That's kind of the free will thing, too, as well. To a certain extent, like, why is it raining? Well, let's go back and bring a meteorologist in here and we'll tell you why it's raining. It's not because somebody doesn't like you or you're being punished, right?
1: Yeah, but that, I feel like that's the natural world, which we, the majority of us understand, we don't have, I can't decide whether or not I want that tree to grow. But I feel like, but I can decide whether or not, in my head, right, I can decide whether or not I in a relationship with this person or if I take on this project or if I exercise today or not. Yes. Is that true or that's just free well, will? Or You have the,
0: free you will. have the, well, so there's, we're going on two spirals conversations. Yeah. You have the option of choosing that, but yeah. then the, the free will question comes in is, well, where the energy or the thought come from to give you that? Thought. Yeah. yeah. Like where, where did the, or like, you know, every day you've, you, you could exercise, but you don't. And then one day you feel energy to go exercise. Where'd that energy come from? Right. The ener- where the energy comes all of a sudden give you the ambition to stop drinking or to stop smoking or to go get a new job or to write a book. Right. Like seriously, like where did, where did that come from? You could have done that at any point in time in your life. And one day or one moment, all of a sudden this new energy showed up and you took you in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So, and then you just, you acted on the energy. Because maybe. And so then it goes back to the question is well, if that, is that, if that energy never showed up, like, and where'd that energy come from? Right. Or
1: maybe it was already there all along. And you just real, and then you just figured out how to actually listen to it. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe. But why did you listen to it that time?
1: because you did a lot of inner work well it
0: could be right kind and that's them. i know you're answering that but like yeah. that's my point that's the yeah. uh, we're not going to get into the free will debate but like that that is the question so why in that moment did you decide because <laughs> you thought about it a thousand times before i'm not saying you yeah, but yeah. anybody like any of these things i because i do that all the time too sometimes i'm like wow like where did this new energy come from to want to go down this all sudden down here and then you just realize that again it's going back to the simplicity conversation which is if you can just get out of the way of life and and, and here's the here's this the the other, the other side of this is the reason why people don't do this, which is a question you're going for before the free will one, is because they're unwilling to experience what they don't want to experience. Mm-hmm. And that is where preference is born. Because you go, I don't want to experience doing that job. I don't want to experience this relationship. I don't want to experience a slow driver. And now I'm fill in the blank, whatever it is, right? I don't want to experience having to wait at this doctor's office. I don't want to experience having to wait on a hold for this person for whatever it is. It's every moment of every life. And so you don't want to experience those things. So, so therefore, that's where the preference is born and comes in and goes, there should be a different way.
1: I know. And I know we've talked about this so many times. But every time you say that sort of thing, I can't help but think. But people have different natures. Absolutely. And so where does the nature versus pre- like I get that you're uh, your, my preference would be not to. For well, I'll just use myself for example. My preference would not to be be a salesperson. Yes. Because that is just not in my yeah. nature to be a salesperson. And yet, is that my nature or is that me having a preference and not being willing to experience what it's like to? I mean, it's likely probably your
0: nature. And, yeah. and but like if you know if at some point in time, you had to sell something, like I'm sure you would just do it. So so if if life is asking you all of a sudden to go be a salesperson for whatever period of whatever it is it needs to be and you're and you're good inside then you'll just do the best that you can do and if you do the best you can do you may realize well i'm not really good at that and you laugh and you move on to something else it's never about but remember it's not about not taking action In in fact i, I always think no, too I, I, I think it's it's also more about the more that you actually get out of life's way the more in nature you become I always go you can always look at this it's around the, the clues are around you every moment right from from plants to trees to animals Animals don't have a problem following their nature, at all. Which is why you don't see a hawk eating grass, right? Like you just don't. You don't. They don't have a problem with it. But
1: which, yes, I do understand at like a basic level. But they also don't have our language, our technology, our all of these other things that are in in their way of just well, follow, human, following our nature.
0: Well, human beings have only had technology for call it maybe a hundred years.
1: Well the technology that we have today, but we've had technologies like
0: two hundred years ago there was no technologies.
1: Well I mean it depends on how you define technologies. Like I mean a, a car could be considered like a
0: Well there wasn't cars two hundred years ago. So this is my point like there was no there wasn't eighteen hundreds? There was a horse and buggy.
1: When was the car invented? Fifth, like the nineteen twenties yeah Okay. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, I that's what I'm saying. Like, but like you go you back know, to the Before there six... wasn't like a plat, like a, a plow and then the industrial age and then like all this stuff is is a version of a technology.
0: Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like I mean I, I I
1: it's not a tech tech like we think of it today.
0: Yeah, there's advancements that are that are that have happened to help like the fire came along for Neanderthals, but Neanderthals were around for thousands and thousands of years, right? And they were essentially part of the animals that's why your body is still part of that 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 experience from there my whole point of bringing up nature is or or any animals at all is because they don't have a problem following their nature that's why they're that's why they're and then why do we because you have an ego and a self-concept okay that gets in there that's the the difference is you become you become a sapien which gives you thought and that thought has now taken its its course of its own action and has created this self-concept And you've created that you've allowed for whatever reason, we just all develop this ego and we develop this It also gives you the fact of being able to morally work through life. So there's some benefits to those different things. But then we get caught in the ego and we we think that we're following our nature, but you're really following your ego or your Mm -hmm. self-concept, which is which is. When you're following your nature, again, you you probably wouldn't be a salesperson if that. If everyone just followed their nature, just like an, a hawk wouldn't be eating grass, right? right? And right. it wouldn't it wouldn't be flying or walking on the ground; it'd be flying, right? They're just following its nature. The the more you get out of the way and go back to this concept of life is very simple, you actually fall in line with following your nature. There, yeah. there was a I heard this this morning on this, it's uh, Sharur, uh Yogananda's kind of master, two famous enlightened people, and you go back. Um, some years they uh he said that to never trust the human heart of another individual or and to what may have said I'm, I'm it's not perfectly the quote but it basically said never trust a human being that is not fully enlightened and what what the what the purpose of them saying yeah. that was that like there's the energy swings that a person experiences they express themselves from those energy experiences. So therefore, they're actually expressing and doing it. It's not wrong. It's not like they're not doing the best that they can. It's just they're doing it from a different part um, from doing that. And I think that happens when um, when we think about complicating life. It, again, it's, it stems from the fact that we really have this, this, this preference, this deep preference for how we want life to be. But think about this. Eight billion people wake up every day with a different preference.
1: Mm-hmm
0: it's wild. So no poor, like life's never going to just interact with the way people want it to. And so that, that becomes the challenge. And this is why life is so complicated for us because we're, we're just, we're struggling every moment of every day just to try to gain some little hit of energy that we can get inside us when we get things the way we want, instead of waking up and going, I really have no control of this anyways. My body's changing. I can't stop it. I'm getting older. There's a thing that happens when you get older, whatever it is, right? These things happen. And and so doesn't life just unfolding. You can't stop that, but you can enjoy the process of it. And it doesn't mean you can't use your mind to help make decisions like the analytical mind. It's not about that at all. In fact, that's why you have it. It's a born computer. Just Again, just like you would use your computer to help navigate the world or do different things, you use your mind the same same exact way.
1: So if life... Is very simple. When we were talking about that before, um, you had kind of shared that there's these principal truths of life that we can kind of, I don't want to say fall back on, but that transcend any of the human technologies or transcend like where we are at in any one point in time. They're just these like fundamental truths. And you um, said that there are seven of them so you created, but it is made. You're right; it's made up of all of these different foundational truths throughout the yeah. history of of time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but bringing them together into these seven principal truths of life, and the first one is embrace the middle way.
0: Yeah, which is powerful, right? Um, you know the the Tao, which was. Born what, 300, 300 BC, I mean, so again, some of these principal truths have been here for a while, talks about the middle way. It's not about following into the, op- it's not about, it's about avoiding the extremes of life, which again, can be used for emotions. It can be used for anything, which is you don't really want to fall one way or another. And there's a middle way, which is life is very simple. It's just like, if you get out of the way, you're going to be action, but non-action. That's the other, they, they use that phrase a lot, which is action with non-action. What that means is you're not using the mind to create action. You're using the, the what life is delivering to you to cause your action. Just like an animal would respond to the events that are happening in life without the ego or self-concept in the way, you're doing the same thing. You, you have the analytical mind. You have the ability to do that, but you're following in the middle way instead of following uh, in this path of of using the mind, which will will generate you to the extremes, it'll tell you that you need to go build a business, and then if and all of a sudden if that's satisfied, it'll tell you that you need to give all your money away, and that's what your path is going to be. And you end up I'm just using that as an example, but it can fall between uh, either of those things. It's also um, I think they they wrote in the Bible, right? Like to be in this world but not of it, and I think that's part of what the 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 middle way is also there too, which is you're in this world but you're not of it. And and being in this world, but not of it, means that you're able to interact with the world freely from a very simplistic way. But the more you can embrace the middle way, the less energy that you use to to pull yourself back from the extremes. And it just that's what you end up doing in your entire life if you if you if you miss this potential middle way part of life, which is why we wanted to start this and talk about how life is truly actually very simple. And the reason why it's not simple is because we have these this energy movement that comes up inside us and why it shows up there who knows right it could be this life could be past lives or whatever it is but it's showing up there and instead of responding from it you allow it to work its way through you staying in the middle way staying in the seat of self instead of getting caught in the emotions that pull you one way and by the way when you get pulled with an emotion one way whether it's positive or negative in that sense it takes a lot of energy to pull it back doesn't it and, and so there's a if you ever, I always, even that analogy that always comes in there, the visual, if you ever grab one of those, like, you know, like there's like three balls on it and like you pull it to one side and you there's let it go. like seven, but yeah. yeah. whatever they are. And it kicks it off like the <laughs> what same. What the heck is
1: that thing called? I
0: forget. But like you pull it to one side and you let it go and whatever it hits the other yeah. one, it goes to the exact opposite side yes. of the other. And that's kind of like an analogy of how people live their life.
1: But it eventually stops on its own. It does. And it will come to rest. Yes. And everything is equal and even and in the middle you could say yes once it comes to rest um i just wanted to read this one thing about the middle way the middle because i just think it explains it really well the middle way describes the middle ground between attachment and aversion between being and non-being between form and emptiness between free will and determinism the more we delve into the middle way the more deeply we come to rest between the play of opposites between those extremes like you were saying yeah
0: yeah. So what does that mean? Right. It, it literally means that you don't get caught. So what does that mean practically, though? Because those are like, what is it it's between being and non-being? What what does that mean? Right. Like, <laughs>
1: well, it, uh, well, what does it mean to you? I can yeah, say no, I'm, 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 me. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to
0: answer that. Like between form and emptiness right between free will and determinism right well we like, did just talk about we that did. Yeah. like the attachment versus aversion right Like it's yeah. like it's, it's
1: clinging or yeah or renouncing yes exactly
0: yeah. and so it's it's not playing on any of these extremes right where those extremes come in is all generated from self-concept or ego that's really what the, right. the root of this teaching of the middle way is that when you get out of the way meaning you don't allow your ego to run your life you actually fall naturally in the middle way. And I would argue yeah. that that middle way is your nature.
1: Yeah, it, I actually love this one. I'm, I'm really glad that we started with this one or that it is the kind of the first principle that we put here because just personally, I've seen it. I feel like I'm seeing it happen in some of my um, family members' lives, particularly my, my sister and my brother-in-law who are very driven in their own ways, but yet I'm actually seeing how they I think they've really almost kind of come to settle right now in this middle way version of their life and it's really interesting and I feel like I'm also kind of on the cusp of that as well like settling into at least what the middle way looks like for my life now and you know that might change but um and I don't know where you feel personally do you feel like you've are you on an extreme or do you feel like you've kind of found a middle way of living your life
0: well I think people should always look at like and it's not you can look at your life, but just make sure you're not looking at it through the lens of the ego because that's where people get caught. And then what they do is they go the opposite. So when you hear this, the yes. thing you don't want to do is you don't want to go, man, I'm working so much over here. I really need to go on this other side. And that may be part of it, but that's yes. not what we're trying to say here. Or it could be like, I haven't really been working for a while. I need to go build a business. Right. Like that's not right. it either. Right. It's the same thing as like I need to go make a lot of money or I need to renounce things that are coming to me. Neither one of them.
1: It's is, not about is, living is, in the extreme. It's not. On yeah. either
0: one of those sides, you get pulled on either one of those. So the, the goal is you, you literally, as close as you can, you wake up, and if you feel like this energy is off inside you, you allow the energy to be off. The, the, whole, the way out of all of this, by the way, is, is in what a yogi will tell you, right, is to make sure that you're paying attention to who notices these extremes, Who notices that it wants to be pulled in one direction or another? Who notices the voice jumping in there and telling you that you should go do that? That's what you let go to. That's what you surrender to, is that you're surrendering to that voice, which is really the ego or self-concept, trying to get you to pay attention to it. It's trying to get, and I said you, it's what it's really doing, it's trying to get consciousness to pay attention to it. Remember, there's consciousness and there's objects of consciousness. Everything that people are, are on the extremes are objects of consciousness. The middle way is pure consciousness. The objects of consciousness are things that you do, which are fine. They're wonderful. They're roles that you play. They're things that you do. Like, you know, if, a do- if, a, if you were walking down the road and a dog started chasing you, right, and you got free from it and you're like, wow, oh, that was crazy. And somebody's like, oh, was it a boy or a girl? And you're like, I don't know. It didn't matter. It was a dog chasing me. It's only like your refinement of things that you want to narrate starts to becoming more of just the refinement of objects of consciousness versus just seeing that it's just whatever level of refinement you want to see, you can see. And so that's really the, the, the path of this is, is making sure that you're, you're always understanding that you are consciousness. And everything you see, a thought, emotions, telling you to do something are all objects of consciousness. And if you really want life to be simple, you always pay attention to the fact that you are the one just watching consciousness, that you are the one watching objects of consciousness. Just like the sky would, has different clouds and sun and rain and lightning bolts come through it, there's a whole bunch of things that happen in your life as well too. But the way out to the middle way is that you have to always making, be sure that you're just aware of objects of consciousness, just like you're aware of dreams at night, right? You're aware of side note, by the way. Um, I was listening to this from a neuroscience perspective. You ever had a dream where like you could like you were dreaming but like you couldn't move? You ever had that like you're trying to run um, and you your legs wouldn't work you're trying to I don't
1: typically have those dreams actually. I don't tend to have those. No.
0: I, that happens for me where it's like I get like into like a what does that mean? Paral paralyzed situation. And it's funny from neural from a neuroscience standpoint, it's when you hit REM, sleep, deep, rapid eye movement. Uh, your, it actually, you don't feel adrenaline like your body. Even though it's, it, it feels like you're energized, your body during this phase doesn't actually produce adrenaline, and so it's like there's not a chemical reaction, and it actually puts yourself into a like a paralysis almost, and it paralyzes you almost so you can't act out your dream. It's like its own way of like, uh, it's almost its own way of dealing with these energies of trying to release it. It's really fascinating. So it's almost like you're in a dream state. It's trying to get rid of these built-in samskaras, which is, you know, what happens. But ha- then
1: why, does your, why do you, are you paralyzed in the dream? So you can't
0: actually act it out without consciousness. So like if all of a sudden you, like in a dream, you need to run and you're getting up and running in your dream, that's a problem because then you just run to a wall or you run out or whatever it is. You're not able to to have that level of human consciousness that we're talking about. And so your body actually paralyzes yourself without dr- like releasing the the hormones during rapid eye movement. And so it's almost can release, it's almost like, it holds your body down allowing these things to release um that were that were blocking you blocking your energy flow you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of fascinating and i think again all of this so again the, the the techniques every technique is always about whatever energy that you're feeling inside that's that is whatever's there you let it work its way through you and if you're allowing it to work its way through you you end up staying in the seat of self or the middle way right you just it's all points back to these truths you end up staying in this in this beautiful path that you're in and if you're in that beautiful path and it can't pull you from that then you you see things clearly it doesn't mean you don't see the objects of consciousness you just don't become the objects of consciousness and most people will wake up wanting to influence the objects of consciousness in order for them to get back to that seat of self versus just going, I'm just going to stay in the seat of self.
1: Okay, so that was the first principle, but we are going to dive into even more of these seven principles over the next couple of episodes.
0: Yeah, number two is going to be know thyself, which we're excited to jump into. Hey, everybody, before you go, Helen and I wanted to ask you for a favor. As business owners, you understand that reviews and testimonials are an essential part of growing your business and reaching new audiences. Well, from two business owners to another, We would be incredibly grateful if you could support us by leaving a review. It does really help us get the podcast in the hands of other conscious business owners. So thank you.